Adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fluin. The song is sung. Part 6. A soft creak. The sound of someone else in the house. Someone who had no right to be there. Nikolai reached under his pillow, felt the butt of his gun, and carefully pulled it out. As always, it was unloaded. He had no reason for bullets. The gun had been altered specifically for him. The few times he needed to fire his gun, they hadn't found so much as a fragment of metal in the wound, as he cast his magic through the gun, making ice bullets. Never jammed, never needed to be cleaned, and best of all, if it was taken from him somehow, no one else could use it. Presence grew closer. Soon it would enter his room. His tired mind tried to put together what he sensed. They moved silently, like a burglar, yet they hadn't stopped on the main floor where there might be something of value. They moved with confidence, as though they knew the house. They seemed to move without a light, adding to the mystery. Not that someone needed a light, there wasn't a damn thing on the floor, other than in his small, packed library. His bedroom door opened. The presence entered. His hand tightened on the gun. Another step, and he'd have his crook. Something bothered him. The person was too brash, too confident. He could almost imagine his master entering his room like this. Yet the man wouldn't dare. He knew what sort of light sleeper Nikolai was. The closer that presence got, the more familiar it became. Something comforting about the one who moved towards his bed. Nikolai's hand tightened even as he wondered who would dare approach him, unarmed and defenseless. Whoever it was didn't know him, didn't realize he was wide awake, his gun ready and the magic already taking form. They were close enough. He pulled the gun, rolled over and took aim. That's... The words died as he realized who stood before him. Shane had used his key to enter the house, then slipped up to his room. What are you doing here? He tucked the pistol back under the pillow, almost jamming it in place, allowing the magic to fade. I was in town. Shane tugged his shirt off and moved closer to the bed. Wanted to see you. It's been a few years now. I told you the last time we were through. I know. He glanced at the huge bed, the naked man before him, and gave up. See you before you head out? I'll be... Get in. Why couldn't he stick to his guns when it came to Shane and what he offered? No, he knew. It had been just as long, and with the murders and the very real interest in Valley, he craved what Shane was offering. The little one grinned and wiggled out of his clothes completely. Thanks. The bed dipped. Shane pulled the covers over his shoulder. The soft sigh Nikolai moved his arm under the other pillow and pulled him close. If you're going to share my bed, you're not going to keep your distance. Shane snuggled close. His head nuzzled into the hollow of Nikolai's shoulder. Why are you really here? Telling you the truth. I'm in town for a few days. I didn't want to stay with our master, and I thought you might want the company. Nikolai would have called him a liar, but he knew Shane better than that. So you snuck into my home after hours? No. Well, yes and no. I came by earlier in the day, but you weren't in. So I went shopping for you. When I got back, you still weren't here, so I put everything away and then went to dinner with Master. I figured after three, you'd be back, so... When the door was locked and the house was dark, you took a chance. When you found me sleeping, I see. The added food wasn't needed. 
Shane often did this sort of thing when he felt he needed to bribe his way into Nikolai's good graces once more. Something he never needed to do, as he had never fallen out of Nikolai's good grace. What did you pick up for me? Shane grinned, showing off his cat teeth. Several new teas, some milk, oh, and I stocked your freezer with a variety of meats. Our master said you were on a case and might not have time to cook. So, with that in mind, I also picked up a few of your favorite box meals. That was unneeded, but appreciated. He took in the tawny, coated little one. His thick black mane was neatly trimmed and cared for. Seeing anyone? No. Guy broke it off with me. Typical reason. His foster brother had the worst luck with men. Not that Nikolai could really brag about his luck either. Shane dated while Nikolai hadn't. How long ago? I'm not here because he... How long? Six months? See? Not here to get over the guy. Shane tried to pull away, only to be held fast. I did not mean to imply that was your reason for seeing me. I only asked to know how fresh the pain is. Once more, the little one relaxed. What about you? Nikolai considered. No. You had to think about that. Are you seeing anyone? Anyone catch your interest? Interest, yes. However, he is not within reach. Shane's eyes widened. How old? Like Sachi, Shane knew. Of course... When they'd still lived under the same roof, and before Nikolai knew his interest in younger men was wrong, he told Shane. The young little one explained how society would view his interest. Thanks to Shane, he hadn't gotten into trouble. Hmm. Too young. I have no right to be interested. If it's just for a night, Nikolai. No, not just a night. My soul calls out to him when I see him. Shane rose on his elbow to look down at the Aliban. Lasso? Nikolai shook his head. No. Sasso. Shit. How underage is he? Only a year. But in my line, that is- I'm aware. Shane laid back down. Still too young. Race? Nikolai would have smiled if he wasn't dead on his feet. I promise to tell you all when I wake. It has been a difficult case so far, Shane. I need rest if I'm to crack it. Lenore nodded, letting his eyes drift closed. Take a few hours off tomorrow to hang out with me? I planned on it. Now sleep, or I should take advantage of you and wear you out. I almost wish you would. He purred, nipping at the older male. Within moments, Shane had what he wished. Maybe one day he'd meet the man meant for him. The one his heart sang for, but for now, he welcomed Nikolai's confident touch and sure fingers. Tomorrow, he'd tell his foster brother all about his terrible breakup, how it still hurt, and only the touch of the Aliban could wash it away for good. The smell of eggs and coffee woke Nikolai. Shane. He'd rather have gone out than have Shane cook. His foster brother was as good in the kitchen as a six-year-old might be. At least eggs he could almost cook right. His father hadn't taught him, and his mother spent too much time in the bow to do anything. The master did the best, but Shane hadn't taken to the kitchen the same way Nikolai had. He grabbed a pair of pants. Shane's, maybe, judging by the length. Lidorn's average height was six foot five inches. Compared to his own 5'5", five five, the cat race were giants. Shane was easily 7 foot. Everyone had wanted Shane on their team when it came to basketball, until they realized he couldn't retract his claws like a cat. After the first few deflated balls, no one wanted him anymore. Of course, no one wanted Nikolai on their team either. 
The small Alaban might be able to move the ball, but his understanding of the rules was lacking. With pants on and rolled up several times to fit his height, he grabbed a shirt and headed down. The first thing he noted was his ever-present fire had been stoked, crackling happily as though glad to be going once more. Firewood had been brought in and stacked neatly in the bin. He also noticed a stack of papers he could add when the fire burned too low. He pulled one off the pile inside. A report, Shane wrote. He read it over slowly as he walked towards the kitchen and the smell of breakfast. Shane, this is very good, he stared as he entered the kitchen. Nikolai, what are you... When the Aliban held it out for him to read, Shane grinned, showing off his pointed, cat-like teeth. I'm glad you like it! He moved closer to the stove, checking the eggs. They weren't burned, nor undercooked. Why give it to me to burn, then? Shane's smile grew as he realized what Nikolai was looking at. I don't need it. I have the digital copy. If you'd like, I can let you read the completed paper before I turn it in. This is not a final. Nope. The little one slid the eggs out of the pan and buttered the toast as soon as it popped. That's my thesis paper. Each semester I've been adding to it. It's way longer now. That's two years old. I hope the eggs are better. Nikolai added a bit of pepper and tried them. Much. Have you been watching cooking shows? Nope. Last summer I took a culinary class. They offered it for free to anyone who was enrolled in six or more credits. I see. He took a slice of toast as his kettle went off. Slowly he rose, found the tea he wanted, and made up a cup. You are much improved. Shane ducked his head. Thanks. I'm glad you approve. With his tea in hand and a large cup of coffee for Shane, he took a seat once more. Did you make only eggs and toast? Shit! The cat jumped up, pulling a plate of bacon out. Then he went to the oven and removed a cheesy hash brown he'd made. This might be overdone. We shall see. He took his portion of bacon, then moved the plate off to the side as Shane got a serving spoon for the potatoes. Of all the things Nikolai had discovered once moving south, potatoes were perhaps the best. He didn't care for ham, as he'd grown up on boar. While chicken was good, he still preferred bear or deer. After spooning a good amount out, he tried them, nodding. They are fine. Shane sighed deeply, pleased the first real meal he had made for Nikolai was turning out to be good. I know you don't really care for pig, but... The Aliban shrugged. Bacon is the exception. We do not cure our boar like this. Until he'd come south, he hadn't known there was such a thing as bacon. Thanks to the curing process, this does not taste like sick boar. Good. Because I didn't think about pulling any steak last night for this. He quickly ate his eggs before they got cold. Shane, the fact that you took time to learn and wish to show this new skill off to me is heartwarming. It hardly matters if you had made what you prefer or what I would prefer. You rose early and created a wonderful, filling meal. That is more than enough reason to be proud of yourself. The little one ducked his head. Thanks to all that tawny fur, he couldn't blush, but he felt the warmth spread. Nikolai, thanks. His foster brother would never say anything he did not mean. Eat. The potatoes will be best hot. Shane nodded, digging into his meal with gusto. For a long time, they didn't say a word. Finally, after Nikolai got a refill for them both, and to clear his plate, he spoke. Tell me of this last man you're with. Sure. He took the offered mug as Nikolai pulled the potato pan around. So the potatoes were hit. Good. He'd have to write out the recipe for his foster brother. Think you're gonna pass those off in one sitting? I do not know, but I plan to find out. With a fork in hand, he set to work. Shane chuckled. His foster brother still had a problem with contractions, it seemed. 
Still struggling with the apostrophe uh, stuff, I see. Nikolai shrugged. He'd learned primary while still living in the north. Uh, they didn't have contractions in his own language. He hadn't learned about them in primary. When he arrived in the south, he had thought each time someone used a contraction, they were using slang or making a word up. Shane had to explain to him what they were doing. He tried. He really did. But he wasn't good at it, and often fell into old speech patterns. Yes, I suppose I am. I doubt I'll ever be as good as one born here. Maybe not, but you know primary better than anyone else. You can name not only the parts of the sentence, but where they go. I can't. Personally, I think that's why you can speak just about any language. I do not speak Riki well. But you can understand it, and convey what you're thinking. I can't do that. He couldn't understand what was said, but that was about as far as it went. Clearly that was still a hang-up at school. But you understand what you read? No issue there. Not that it helps. School wants me to be able to speak them, too. Perhaps you should question who speaks true Elven. Do they believe if you can speak Tiefling, you will be able to speak the old dialect? And if so, who will you converse with? The point of speaking a language is to carry on a conversation. If everyone who speaks that tongue is dead, what's the point? You're not. The Aliban shrugged. No, but I can speak primary. All my people could. If they were still around, and you wished to learn as our master did, they would speak the language you were fluent in, once you proved to be worthy. The Aliban race didn't care for primary. Many felt it was a harsher tongue, and beneath them. Shane chewed his lip before lifting his mug. You make a good point. I can easily translate just about anything into primary. It's not like I don't understand what I'm reading. I just can't speak it. While you're at work, I'll go back to the master's house and see if he can help me work out my argument better. A wise use of time. Now you ex. Right. Of course, Nikolai wouldn't let that topic go. Shane knew the only way he was really going to be able to move past it was speaking to someone, and Nikolai was perhaps the best listener. From the beginning? Do you need to start from the beginning? There was a quarter of pan left, and he had plenty of time before Sachi might be by to collect him. Once more, they were in the waiting game. However, this time, as soon as the autopsy was over, he should be heading out to the safe house to meet with Tesla for the first time. With a sigh, Shane rose to get more coffee. He needed a few more moments to prepare. Thanks to college, he had a taste for the stuff now. Yeah, maybe. He bet Nikolai would have seen the signs long before they came to a head. Alright, so about nine months ago, maybe closer to ten, I took a night off and went to the bar. Why? I needed a break. To get away from my roommate, out of the library, I needed to do something other than study all day and night. So I went to the bar. I didn't plan to drink. Wasn't looking for a hookup. Uh, hookup means a guy for the night. Nikolai nodded. Maybe one day he would understand all the slang, if they stopped adding to it. So you went to the bar to... Shane shrugged. A change of scenery, mostly. I went to hang out, to socialize with someone new, to watch a game I didn't care about, and get caught up in something other than school. I see. He rose to get more tea. And it was there you met this man? Yeah. We chatted about what brought us each in. I told him about college, he told me about his job, we closed the bar, just talking. He gave me his number, and I told him I might not be free to talk much. I'm in the basement of the library and almost never has signal. He said it was fine. He understood. And after mine. We parted ways, and I sat on it. I mean, the last guy I did got pissed because I didn't answer half the time. He accused me of cheating. Or worse. Nikolai had heard all about that one as well. Shane was up front and honest, something he picked up from Nikolai. When Shane moved in with them, he hadn't been the most honest. 
However, Nikolai showed him the error of his ways, teaching him that honesty won friends and even helped stop problems. How long did you wait? The little one shrugged. I would have kept waiting, I think, if he hadn't called and wanted to have lunch a few days later. A few? Less than a week. About four days, I think. I thought, sure, I could use a meal, which didn't come out of the cafeteria. He offered to pick me up. We had lunch, chatted more. He asked why I hadn't called. I told him the truth. I wasn't sure dating was a good idea when I truly don't leave the basement often. He swore it wouldn't matter, said as long as I called once a week, he'd be happy. Nikolai knew at once what Shane had done. You agreed. I did. I thought, once a week, I could do that. I'd just set an alarm so I didn't lose track of the days and everything would be fine. Shane's whole body sagged. Lasted all of two weeks. I made the call the third and he blew up on me. Swore I'd been ignoring him. That he'd seen me with another guy. That I couldn't possibly spend all my time in a damp basement. You name it. He couldn't seem to decide what was going on. But one thing's for sure, I definitely couldn't possibly have been telling the truth. Nikolai felt for him. There were months which passed and they didn't speak. No, they weren't dating, but then Nikolai didn't have trust issues unlike so many of those Shane hooked up with. Did you sleep with him before the problem started? For once, no. I had a major project going on. I couldn't get away. As I've told you before, I have a cot down there. You know, at some point, I should see about changing my address to the library. I spend so much time in it, I might as well. I'm aware. Did you sleep with him after? Shane shook his head, tossing his mane. Nope. I mean, wouldn't you accuse me of cheating and we haven't been together for even a month? There's no way I'm taking the time to get laid. But you did sleep with him. In a way, I guess. He told me to lose his number, so I did. For the next two weeks, I was locked away, reading old texts, digging deeper. Finally, my roommate showed up. Drags me out. Says he met a guy he thought would be perfect for me. We show up at the restaurant, and guess who was there? The man you had met at the bar. You got it. I'm guessing my roommate told him the same thing. That I'm never out, never have a signal, only leave when I need to restock or have class. You know, that sort of thing. Either way, he promised he'd be more understanding. Believe me when I said I hadn't been out. We had a lot in common, so I thought, all right, one more chance. I was a fool, wasn't I? Nikolai rocked his hand. Perhaps, though I can see why you gave him another try. When did you sleep with him? About a month later. I made the weekly calls. We chatted for hours. He'd make plans to do something. He'd come to the campus, collect me from the library. I really thought, this one's got it. After a month, he convinced me to come back to his place. He'd make us dinner. You stayed the night. Nikolai would have chuckled if Shane didn't look so upset. I have told you before, spending the night is your downfall. You cannot resist the chance to have sex when you stay over. Shane grabbed his head, ruffling his mane. I know. He tugged on his soft ears, pulling them to the side. I know. Believe me, I know. I was a fool. I never should have agreed. But he was so nice, so sweet. Compared to the others, he was a gem. He cooked for us both. Then we sat down and watched a movie. The Aliban wondered if the man offered to take him home. Please tell me you did not refuse a ride back. No. You can be proud of me. About midnight, I stood and said I had to get back. He begged me to stay, said it was too late for me to walk, and he was too tired. The other hung his head in shame. Clearly, he wasn't too tired to find out what my dick's like. At least Shane had tried. That was more than what he normally did. Shane. I'm aware I should have walked. It wasn't that late, but I was tired, and the idea of a real bed, not a cot, not a dorm bed, sounded perfect 
took his shirt off, so I did the same. Then we got into bed. Nikolai could tell where this was going. Before long, he was pulling up my pants. At first I thought, I don't know, maybe you're right, and I just can't resist. How far? Shane almost smiled. Not all the way. You can be proud of me. As soon as he got to my ass, he recalled I was fur-covered. Decided he didn't like fighting the fur, so he told me to shave. I told him I wasn't a slave. Wise. Few understood what the Lidorans were treated like in other places. His kind was often shaved to mark them as slaves, or worse, less than worthy of anyone's time. Shane had spent a summer researching his people. He'd been angry, but aware there wasn't anything he could do other than educate others about their plight. What did he say to that? Oh, he did not like it. Not sure it qualifies as an argument, but there was definitely yelling. Mostly me telling him the practice was ongoing and him telling me I'm a liar. Either way, I left. Decided, you know, bed's not worth it. And the fresh air did help wake me up. Have you heard from him since? Shane nodded. Oh yes. He's called, left tons of voicemail, always asking me to give him one more chance. Two chances, Nikolai. Why should I give him a third? You have given me far more than three. Ah, but that's the difference. We've never dated. We hook up, blow a load, then talk. But there's no commitment, no hard feelings if one of us is seeing someone, or we don't talk for ages. I wish I could be your lasso. You deserve better than what you have had. Shane lifted his shoulder. It's cool, Nikolai. I'll find him. Might just take me longer. So you said you might have found your sasso. Anyone to kill the ache? Until last night, I did not realize I desired sex. He touched the fur-covered hand. Besides the attitude. What other differences are there between myself and the men you have dated? For a long moment, Shane considered. Hmm. They're all clearly gay. All into art or music or that sort of shit. You think I need to find a guy more like you? Perhaps. There is something I have noticed about those who wear the preference on their sleeve. They are shallow, distrust easily. They seek those who can fill the void in their life. They place their own doubts into others, and their fears become reality, because they themselves will cheat if given a chance. They cannot believe someone would be so busy that they would not call, but they are often so absorbed in their own concerns to return such a call. They wish to be taken care of, to have someone else hold the responsibility for their actions, someone they can blame when things go bad or wrong. You are nothing like them, and so you seek someone who does not think as they do. You want someone who knows how to trust, who does not jump to the conclusion that you have found another. You want somebody who believes that you are truly busy, just as they are. You want someone who will worry about you, but not hold your hand, nor wish you to be responsible for their lives. You need someone who understands you have a life outside of them, yet want them to be part of it. I suppose you're right. Shane finished off his cup. Thanks for listening. Think you might have a few hours free? I might take you to dinner. Unfortunately, my cooking class didn't exactly cover the kind of meals that you would want to eat. It was mostly vegetarian. He rose, rinsing his mug. I doubt it, but if I do, I will let you know. He glanced at the taller male. I would enjoy a meal out with you, Shane. It has been a long time since we talked. The other smiled, his teeth flashing. Nice to know you miss me. Promise I won't come back here tonight. I wish you would. I would not mind another go. I have been without since the last time you were in town. A year? 
That's not good for your mental health, Nikolai. Give me a few. I'll get dressed. His kiss was tender as Nikolai did the few dishes, packing the last of the potatoes before he placed them on the counter to take with him. When Shane reappeared, Nikolai headed up to do the same. By the time he returned, Sachi was on her way. See you later. And tonight, at dinner? Tell me about your case. Maybe I can help. Nikolai nodded, waving Shane out of the house as he pulled the door shut. I will call you when I am free. Once more they kissed before Shane headed to his car. Maybe he really did wait too long. Even so, the thought of Volley was enough to make him wonder if Shane staying the night was wise. It almost felt like cheating, though he'd done nothing more than speak to the young man. Foolish, he muttered as Sachi pulled up. He had to get over this and fast if he was going to do his job right. Not a single word, Nikolai said as he got into the car. Sachi only lifted her hands off the steering wheel in a surrender position. Of course not. Not a word. Nope, not a word for me. Mm-mm. Nikolai narrowed his eyes, though it was hard to tell. It was not planned. I did not know Shane would be in town, he added, though he didn't really need to. Did I say anything? Her eyes dancing with mirth. Nope, not a word, Nikolai. I didn't say a single word. Now, shall we focus on the case, or do you want to tell me about your night? <laughs> Facing forward, Nikolai refused to speak. He almost wished for another body. If only so that she'd forget about what she'd seen. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Walking to Florin. Join us next time for The Song is Sung, Part 7. Written, directed, and produced by Clark Panther. Follow me on social media at Minds, Tumblr, and Discord. Links below. Welcome to Florin is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribute Non-Commercial Share Alike License 4.0 International.